Roll up, roll up, ladies and gentlemen, to the greatest podcast on earth. Step right up and experience the magnificence that is the Two Ring Circus Podcast. You'll gasp, <gasps> you'll laugh, <laughs> and you'll be amazed at what comes next. Amazing. Don't worry about the smell. It's just the stars of our show, Tom Italiano. Oh, it's me. And Matt Bradshaw. G'day. Welcome. <laughs> Do you sometimes wish you did have siblings? No. Uh, Fuck, I would never have gotten away with that sort of behaviour if I had brothers and sisters. You would have got beaten up. And down. And sideways. <laughs> Welcome to episode 72. 72 weeks of episodes. I feel like I have an episode at least once a week. <laughs> Sometimes we record them. What sort of an episode? Oh, just a, you know, struggle with life episode. Ah, come on. Yeah, just a, I mean, no, I'm, right. I'm fine. I'm You're not right. saying that I'm not all right. Um, I tell you what. Speaking I'll of, tell you what. I, I like your mug. And the thing you're drinking out of. <laughs> it's got my stinking cat on it. Speaking of stinking cats. <laughs> it is pretty weird that um, it's just acceptable norm for us to have cat toilets in our houses, isn't it? Yes. It's weird. Yes. It's, it, and I think it's, all I'm saying is, given the other stuff that people think is gross, that that's just fine. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's gross. It's pretty gross. Every time I have to clean yeah. out her litter tray, I do think, is this civilization? Well, I- Is this evolution? I, I mean, I seem to have been able to teach my dog to go to toilet outside, but is it because- so many people who have cats either A, live in a, a really confined space. So lots of people have cats. The cats never, ever go outside, have mm. never been outside. Mm. And, you know, a cat is seen to be something that is uh, the perfect apartment-type pet. And so everyone else who has cats has just kind of gone along with the fact that that's how the people in apartment-confined space cat owners live well it's twofold out here um my cat's got a curfew they're not allowed out are they no yeah okay at night yeah because it's native i mean there's some areas that are not allowed out full stop yeah um and scooch doesn't really go outside that much i mean in the spring summer she loves it like she loves to just but she doesn't roam yeah um so she's outside on the deck now just sunning herself and having the world's most lovely cat time uh but in specific answer to your um, pooing in a confined space versus being a dog question, um, dogs don't give a fuck where they poo. So they just fucking, the whole world is their toilet. There's not a blade of grass in this world that doesn't have dog mess on it. Oh, that's reasonable, yeah. Yeah. Whereas cats are fastidious, lovely creatures and they search around for a place and then Scritchy inevitably just comes back inside. She's like, I don't. This- that's the world out here and that's dirt and I don't like that. I don't <laughs> oh, fucking dogs yeah. and cats are funny. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that's that's certainly part of it. But yeah. Um, yeah, I know. 
I know. Yeah. It's Gross. not nice. Yeah. I did um I did wonder if I ever got another cat. I was only thinking about this the other day. It's interesting that you ask um, whether I would um, train it to use a human toilet. Because you can get those things now. What? Those cat training toilet yeah, yeah. devices. Yeah, yeah. And then just... Cat training toilet devices. Yeah. Gosh, yes. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Uh-huh. But they still don't flush. You can, oh, surely you can rig up a, a mechanism. Oh, nowadays when it's like they've got, everything's got like a wavy hand over this or a paw over that to do things. <laughs> I'm sure you could try a, yeah, a little, little, like a blow of air in the right spot. Hey, here's a thing. You know how cats don't just have nostrils that point outwards? Yes. I mean, they do. That's what they look like. But they've actually got little slots around here. Yeah. Lots of air comes out that slot. Yeah. More than actually comes out the hole at the front. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a weird conversation, I know. No. But I spend a lot of time in my cat's face. And like, because, you know, she'll... So I'll be working over here. Right. And she'll sporadically, uh, particularly if I've been away for some time, she'll come in every 15 or 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> just need my attention and just be sitting down behind me looking at me and we'll have to have a cuddle so you know I'm giving a little kind of little baby cuddle and giving a little scratch under the thing and she's um, lots of air comes out the side and it's really cute fucking hell cat owners are weird oh my god you're so weird Cats are the best. I'm not saying cats are the best. I mean, they're not, but I'm not saying that. I was then, but I'm not now. Oh, my God. People are fucking weird. Nah. People are weird. Nah, cats is good. Yeah. Uh, I saw a really funny comedy, uh, live comedy sketch years ago, and I can't remember who it was by, um, but certainly wasn't me. And he was saying that, you know, pet owners, you're all fucking psychos. And one of one of his assertions was you know that we we clean up dog and cat poo and he said and then the dogs must think we're so strange like we put it in a bag and we collect it and we like carry it around and swing it around like this while we're walking I've so, seen that yeah I've seen remember. that yeah yeah and uh, it was very funny very clever um, and kind of yeah oh, I can't think of who it was yeah. I want to say Louis CK but it didn't have any penis in it, so it can't have been him. Oh. Oh, to Tsunami? Yes. Sorry. No, not really. I don't care. Mm. Good on him. Good on him? Yeah. I, I think that... I don't know. Can think. we have another conversation about this another time? Sure. I think we should dedicate a whole episode to... All right. Hey, here's one, though, that uh, that's not Lucy okay, but it is... Um, so, last week, the Victorian government announced that every school was going to have its own uh, mental health worker. Okay. Qualified, as in not a chaplain, but actual Mm. uh, qualified psychologist, not psychiatrist, but I didn't get the the ins and outs of the plan, so to speak, but I heard them on the radio kind of talking about it, people ringing up, and I kind of left me a bit perplexed 
about... Can you speak to a psychologist about it? Yeah, probably. Okay. Well, well I know a local school you can go to. <laughs> God, if only I could go back to school. <sighs> well, I mean, it wouldn't have to pay. Because if you need to see a psych, you can. You don't have to pay for the first 10. Uh, you know, you can go to the doctors and get a referral and then they, you know... you. You can get a mental health plan and you, you don't have to pay for the first 10. But what mm, happens after that? Wasn't that wasn't my experience. No, well, it depends where you go, I guess, but apparently so. Well, what happens after that? They're like, uh, no, you, you're you not fixed, but uh, hmm. there's lots of issues. I think the idea is that if you're not fixed in 10, then there's probably no fixing you. Well, that's fair enough. <laughs> Do you reckon I'll get a message about that too? Self-help books, don't need them. <laughs> <laughs> have you had messages fuck yeah oh what do you get direct messages based on the shit we say always? I have done yes All oh, right. yeah so I'll see if I get one about that how dare you say that if you're not fixed in 10 visits to the psychologist then you're unfixable well it's <coughs> a joke um, you fucks hmm? I was uh, I was concerned that so here's my obviously you know try and stop me from making a statement like this <coughs> Every adult I know who's ever had an experience with uh, mental health problems and uh, done some reasonable work in getting better from after getting worse, everybody I know without fail has said, uh, as well as the as well as the speaking to someone like an impartial voice, so someone that's not in their life, everyone has said. Um, change in uh, approach to physical health has been like absolutely fundamental so whether that's <coughs> excuse me regular regular exercise combined with a massive diet overhaul and uh, quite often something like a meditative practice that's mm-hmm. almost uh, I mean the uh, the first two <coughs> things 100% yep the meditation uh, in some way or another almost like I'd say 90% as well. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting to me that throughout all of the conversation I've heard about this thing going into schools, it's like no one's talking about, so what, what are they allowed to eat in school, from the school canteen? Like what is their, what are their approach to other, th- other things? And I imagine that individually the professional is going to delve yes. into that. But even just as a, a pro- like a holistic approach across the school, across, across classrooms, across like uh, things that they're taught in school around uh, sustainable health practice. There's, I mean... Uh, but surely that's... that your, your talk about a holistic approach to those sorts of things, that's all part of all the other um, push there is towards making sure that schools have healthy food and all that sort of thing. Like, well, surely I don't, that... Doesn't that <laughs> feed into it? Yeah, well, I, I, don't, I don't know that, but it... it um, if you if you were to walk into a school canteen today, well, obviously the authorities would be called. But if you were to walk into no, a school got, canteen, I've got to work with children. Check. check. Do you? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a qualified teacher, mate. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm allowed to go. I can't just randomly walk in. I'd probably have to bypass the uh, uh, school administration block and sign in as a visitor, and they'd never say why are you here. I was like, I want to check out your canteen. Yeah, uh, it would be unrecognisable <laughs> compared, compared to when to, we were younger. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, hundred percent it would. So. I, but, like, I get what you're saying, but I just... 
But even the, uh, not just the school canteen, I mean, I think perhaps, you know, uh, but there will be plenty of schools who still, they'll still sell the flavoured milk and they'll, st- I mean, they'll, they will have done an overhaul on what you can buy, but it's like, I mean, yeah. even two and a half years ago when I was at school, so I just couldn't believe what they were selling in the school canteen. Yeah, right. Um, and this is a government school that haven't had an overhaul. Okay, yeah. So, so I mean, you actually do do know more about it than I do. Absolutely, I'm I'm talking through my ass a little bit. Well, it's just the, in that I don't really don't know how things are. I mean, we've spoken about this before. I mean, I and I think the. Do you reckon my feet are in that shot and ruining your focus? It's fine. Okay, I don't mind. Do you mind? I don't care. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm just very. I mean, I'm a great believer in uh, the first uh, draft. Well, I'm a great believer in- um, The monkeys? Multiple drafts. No, I'm a great believer in the idea that, you know, the majority of our adult problems are come from issues that are planted when we're children. And I mean, that makes sense just even in a chronological sense of you were once a child and then you become an adult. So somewhere along the way, things start branching off. Mm. And- I was never an adult. um, Well, I- an older child then thanks man uh, you are simultaneously the oldest middlest and youngest child in your family Hi. yeah um, but I, I think there's uh, definitely the thing about like I said to you before about um, if you're a good boy you can have a sweet well then that what happens to a, to a percentage of us is then we get to be adults and then we think well I'm just going to reward myself and then suddenly you're a good boy every hour well, I did a good job then, or I've been concentrating, so I'll get up and I'll have a coffee and I'll put some sugar in it. And, um, oh, no, here we go. No, but don't. Um, it's fuck. It's where it comes from. It comes from. Is it? Yes, mate. Is it? Yes. Oh God. And I think it's. Um, I just think that your response just there is no. It's it's a common response, and it's where. This conversation of like, are we talking about putting, you know, the focus on mental health and stuff in schools? I was like, God, it's not disconnected. It's not a separate thing. What you put in your body is not different from the other things that affect you in your life. It's all connected. And it's just stunning to me that, you know, adults who are trying to solve problems for kids can't see that as a massive focus. Even away from the school canteen, what are you... What are you getting packed in your lunch? If you're getting a packed lunch, fuck it. I mean, who knows? Mm. Majority of kids are probably not even, well, majority, but a percentage of kids are not even getting looked after in that respect. Sure. So they're eating two minute noodles because that's all they know how to prepare for themselves or mm. whatever. So I just think, I think there's an assumption that uh, when by adults is that because we're adults, we know what's good for us and therefore we know what's good for kids. But I, I'm, I, I just don't think that's true mm. all the time. Mm. So anyway, there's something for us to argue about some other time. <laughs> uh, it's, well, I, think that's an, I do think that's an interesting conversation. I don't know enough about what actually... <clears throat> fuck, I don't even know where you'd start, where I would start in, uh, in trying to unravel all of that. Well... Well, I mean, I've read a number of books. So there's, you know, a book like 10% Human, which is about, you know, the idea is so only 10% of the cells in your body are human cells. 90% are other organisms that live inside your body, 
right? So this is the um, saying that the gut is the second brain. So the idea is that whatever is whatever you feed uh, thrives, and therefore whatever thrives dictates what you eat. So like whatever's in the microbes in your stomach send messages to your brain to say you need to get some of this thing because I'm hungry. Now if you feed them good stuff, they say give me some carrots and some celery and if you feed it bad stuff they go give me some more twinkies right and that's how that happens and so there's i had poutine for dinner on the way home the other night what is poutine it's um uh hot chips with gravy and cheese and it's the best thing in the history of the world i can see history of the world (laughs) i can see how that would be incredibly tasty oh my god yeah um, so, so much salt. But there's just so many, there's so much evidence and medical evidence that they've used to, to treat things like uh, problems with autism or other behavioral disorders with, with healthy diets. They've completely solved kids' problems um, by changing the way they eat. And it's, I don't know, stuff. Hmm. Um, Two-minute noodles, you mentioned those. My recent trip to Indonesia, um, you would actually see these, so not Magi two-minute noodles, you know there's there's every brand, every conceivable brand, but they're all the same thing. They're all dehydrated noodles. um, Indomie is a brand. Um, Me being the um, Indonesian word for noodles. So me goring, fried noodles. Uh, you can actually, in so many places in Indonesia, you can order Indomie. And they're two-minute noodles. Yeah. Like, that's actually what they are. That's specifically what they are, which is just hilarious to me. Imagine going to a restaurant here and saying, can I just get, I'll get the, uh, I'll get the two-minute noodles, thanks. Yeah. That'd yeah. be five-minute wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can imagine that, actually. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Of course yeah. you can. Yeah. You like uh-huh. that. I've never had them, no. ever in my life. Two minute noodles. Never. Really? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not into noodles. What? Yeah. Oh, they're the best. Oh, well, I, I don't have them anymore because palm oil. Yeah, so. I, I just. Uh, no, I, I like. I like pasta. I guess. I mean, I do, but yeah, just uh, mm. whatever the seasoning stuff that people used to put on them. Like I've always had housemates from the very first time I like moved out of home mm. who. Ate them and I just the smell of the seasoning just I right like that yeah. it, regardless of the flavor of the seasoning uh, whatever was in the I mean I think twenty odd years ago there was only one flavoring and maybe it's changed yeah <laughs> well it was only one flavoring that came into my first house and right. went, uh, it, well, really yeah. it was probably chicken then wasn't it mm, yeah does it smell like chicken does it taste like chicken but they call it chicken anyway yeah right like chips chicken chips are awful oh no they're not they don't they're great t- don't smell or taste like chicken <clears throat> no well they don't have any chicken in them. Good. Mm. Yeah, I agree. But they're not good. I mean, like... No, nah, it's great. Come on, man. Yeah. MSG makes the world go around. <laughs> I don't mean Michael Schenker. Um, Although he's fucking good. What was it... Were you, telling me, you were telling me about uh, don't quit smoking ads oh. in Indonesia. Because <laughs> oh, we were talking about man. how uh, they pretty much... Because, you know, they just can't advertise anymore in Western countries. But in Eastern countries, they can just do whatever they want. I, I, it was a really missed opportunity for me to get a photo of this. It was a billboard that I guess was so it was a, a vertical format billboard 
So on the side of the road kind of thing. So vertical as distinct from horizontal. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to make sure. That. Uh, and I guess maybe four stories high. Like yeah, they're quite stunning. Fucking enormous. What they're allowed to do, which makes in Indonesia, which makes the letters, let's say three stories high. Yeah, which makes the letters on this billboard one story high each, and the in two lines of text it just said "Don't quit," and uh, yeah, it was it was an advertisement for cigarettes. Amazing. So at the bottom of it. In maybe, you know, I guess a, a block, maybe a metre and a half, two metres tall was the the smoking warning, you yeah. know, damages your health. Horrible picture of a pair of lungs or whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, that that's actually their, that was their campaign. Don't yeah quit. Um, I saw, sorry. <laughs> you know, with, um, uh, sorry. And the picture in the, in the background of that was like a, like a dude doing something, you know, <laughs> digging a fucking trench or whatever. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. The, it wasn't don't quit smoking. Obviously, that's what it was. Yeah. But, you know, it was like, will you just fucking keep powering through, mate? <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw a post the other day. Was, uh, it's it's funny that uh, tobacco companies uh, actively kill their best customers and condom companies prevent their future customers from existing. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah. And true. And true. Yeah. Mm. That's good. Uh, yeah. You want to talk about Inside Zero? Let's talk about Inside Zero. Mm. Uh, yeah, well, well uh, I made a folder and uploaded all the recordings I had of our song. Should we start from the scratch from the scratch position, though? Sure. Yeah. Maybe you should talk about Inside Zero and then I'll add whatever else. Okay. <laughs> Just as a recap, because we have on? talked about- What's going on? What do you mean? What's going oh, on? Oh, shit. All what right. You usually Fuck. do the thing. Uh, sorry. Yeah. I, I, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fix it. Ready? Yes. What's going on, on, Matt? Saturday, the 5th of January, 2019. And you might think, 2019, you fucking idiots. What are you talking about that for? Because it's really close. Two months away. (laughs) Yes. I know. I can't even make my high-pitched noise because I'm tired. We have to drop everything at home. We are doing a reformed Inside Zero gig. What's inside zero? You, I hear you ask. Well, I don't hear you ask, but I imagine I hear you ask it. I can hear you asking it in my imagination. Inside Zero was a band that Dom and myself and three other people were in. Matthew Robinson of Metro Street and Atlantis fame. Can I say that? Yeah, yeah. Atlantis. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, keyboard player, songwriter, um, musical writer. Yeah. Uh, Richie Jarvis, Box Hill TAFE graduate. <laughs> uh, expert car, car cleaner. Expert car cleaner. Thedetaillab.com.au. Um, and Steve Vagona, uh, with whom we were just in Bali uh, celebrating his wife's birthday. So that was cute. Verita Coffee. Veritacoffee.com.au. I don't Just Google Verita Coffee. Okay. It's good. I've got five bags left. Verita. Very tough coffee. Not Verita. Ah, whatever. Nah, come on, man. You're half Italian. What your surname is. Yeah, but not where my mouth is. It's my lower half. Even now, when I try to get Siri to call you when I'm driving, hey, Siri, call Dom Italiano. Calling Dom Italiano. <laughs> it's Italiano. Fair enough. Verita. Italiano. 
<laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> we used to be in a, in a band called Inside Zero. Um, how long ago, Dom? I think we're back in it. <laughs> That's amazing. That's full on. <laughs> Thank you, Siri. But I didn't actually want to call Dom Italiano. That's really funny. <laughs> Technology works. <laughs> That's really good. Just so you know what happened then. <laughs> Matt said, hey, Siri, call Dom Italiano. And she did. <laughs> and it rang there. And then on my phone here. And through Probably here. through yeah, there. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, it's funny shit. It's worked out well. Oh, is it a, did you hang up or did you leave a message? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, how long ago was that? How long ago was our last uh, gig? Oh, 2004, I'd say, was our last gig. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we, 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 would have, we wouldn't have gone into 2005. Um, so, it's a little bit like, oh, I can't think of an adequate band, um, uh, not even analogy, uh, equation. We didn't, we didn't break up. No. We were just on like sort of semi-permanent hiatus. We just stopped organising stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. And we have had this conversation yeah, on here yeah. before about how it just stopped working. Yeah. Or, or yeah, stopped. Yeah, we were all just- uh, Not stopped We were just busy with other stuff. And then um, it was just implicit that I guess we're not doing this now. Well, Matt went away. Matthew went away. Not me. The other one. Did he? Yeah. Where did he go? He he got his Pratt Prize yeah. and went to, basically that just took up all his time. He had to workshop oh, okay. Metro Street and that was essential. And then he went, he went away. He went to, he went, he went overseas. Okay. Because I moved in with him. So in 2005 and six, we were housemates. Yeah, you this were is, too. This is- That's right. Because he used to eat just, all your ice cream. He used to eat all your ice cream. This is where, this is how- for, in my memory of it, it just ended up being something that just went, ah, I guess, I guess we're not doing that now. We're all just doing other stuff. Okay. Because we, here's where I think it changed the most. We moved in together. You were down, you moved down here. Mm-hmm. And Matt decided, after we pushed him a bit, because he had these other songs and I had, I had, I was doing my thing as well, my solo thing. And he recorded an album. And Richie played drums and Steve played bass and you and I play guitars on it. So it was like, oh, well, he's going to go do his solo project and we'll probably end up getting back together and doing some stuff. But just, we just never did. Yeah, I, we, okay. didn't, we didn't break up. We didn't have a conversation. It was just, and you and I and Steve and Richie, we're still playing in a band every week together. Yeah. So it it was like, Is yeah, that, it was no That explosion. must be why in my brain, I always think the reason we stopped playing together was because Matthew was busy doing other things and we had opportunities to do stuff together but Matthew wasn't available and no I don't yeah I don't I don't think it was that someone wasn't available and someone was I think it was just you know life changed I don't think no I distinctly remember and my memory is shit as we all know um but I distinctly remember that there was opportunities for Inside Zero to play but the only way it was going to happen was if we did it without Matthew. Right. And that clearly wasn't going to happen. Yeah, because I mean, he was still doing We were the five of us and that's yeah. how it is. Like you and he and I wrote songs and then we all collaborated on them together. So it was all a, like it was a, it was all or nothing kind of thing. Sure, sure. Yeah. I, I mean, that- uh, It wasn't like a cover band where you just all of a sudden just replace one member <coughs> and 
continue no, on, no, not I like mean, kiss. You couldn't have done that. Uh, but I don't. I mean, there, I imagine that because of back then he was doing musicals and doing tours because he was in uh, he was in uh, shows which took him away uh, for his work. But I don't. I don't remember it being a situation ever where there was a decision or a concerted effort to say this isn't a thing anymore mm. at all. Okay. I don't remember that. Um, my other memory of it as far as us continuing or not continuing or continuing as a viable um, going concern was that... Uh, it got, for me, it got to the point where we were just, the same people were coming to our gigs all the time and it can't, it felt to me like we were just getting our friends and supporters to subsidise our gigs. And I, I, I got really uncomfortable about that. Okay. It felt like it was just the same people always got, like beautiful, lovely, supportive people that were paying to come and see us play. And so, and a couple of gigs, like just not not the greatest gigs. We were... I think we were pretty good, um, but they weren't. Yeah, I they think weren't. Uh, you know, gigs that Richie couldn't do because they weren't conducive to having a drummer in the room yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Look, and it I was just was, it all got a bit diluted. Yeah, I think there, what happened around that time, around two thousand three, two thousand four, is the music industry went into absolute upheaval in all kinds of ways, and the. And we were still very much in trying to work out what what we were going to do. And I think what happened there was uh, I think we stopped because I think we I think we stopped doing it because it was hard to work out how to make that work with someone getting married, someone renovating a house, me moving in with my girlfriend, Matt getting some focus on his musical stuff. I think we could have kept the band going and and come up with a plan, but it was. Just like, well, you know, something's got to give when you're all mm. busy and you're earning a living. And, yeah. Uh, that's yeah, okay. Just, that's Interesting. Just, uh, and I think right about that time when technology was changing everything, um, that it's just, it was hard to know what to do. Like, you know, to focus on, you know, we we're still focusing on street press. If we did a gig, we we're like, oh, we've got to put some money together to do an ad. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, maybe they'll give us an interview or a review. You know, it was really, um, you know, blogs had just kind of started. Uh, iTunes had just kind of started. Yeah. Um, the iPod was maybe just started. I had an iRiver MP3 player at oh, yeah, that right. time. So, like, it, it, was, it was a real disruption. And I think what happened with that disruption is there was a lot of questions as to you know, what's this going to be? Are we going to try and do, you know, do albums? Are we trying to try and get a record deal? What what are we going to do? And really, at the time, the whole industry was going, we don't know what the mm. fuck is happening. Yep. Uh, and I think because of that, there was a real, there was a real thing with me is that I did a, a lot of the organising of, of the gigs and the rehearsals and did, you know, did the texting and stuff like this is before Facebook, really. Mm. And so, um, I really and I really wanted the band to write together to get in a room and jam, which mm. required required us to actually step up our commitment to being in a band if we were going to do that. Yeah, and that was quite understandably met with a bit of resistance for 
multitude of reasons. Like like I said, people were busy, and then also um, there was a lot of satisfaction in writing your own songs and bringing them to the band and hearing that calibre of musician play the things that you came up with. Um, and it's not that I didn't enjoy doing that myself, it's just I wanted to take that next step and mm. and see what our sound was when we made stuff together. Yeah. <clears throat> and I do think there was an element of me stepping back the organising and then just incidentally everyone's time gets filled in with the things that they're doing in their life. Sure, yeah, anyway. yeah, absolutely. Um, because with that last uh, last single, um, you know, you guys did everything, like, with that, as far as, like, organising the recording and, and mixing and stuff like that between you, Matt, and Richie, like, uh, going into... Yeah, like oh. I... Oh, that's right, yeah, Richie and I were uh, yeah, the drums, didn't we, yeah, at John abso- Castle studio? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, so when I say... Fuck, it sounds good, too. Yeah, it's really. I was just listening to it yesterday. Um, so I think there's, I think there's a, a lot of stuff. That maybe we just also in that transition period of our life in our sort of you know, um, early to mid twenties as well. When you know, you know that's when people people's careers are taking off and in other respects. And hmm. um, like I said, you moved you moved house and we're renovating. I moved hmm. in with my girlfriend and Matt Robinson. There's just lots of stuff. Um, but and clearly, I clearly wasn't doing as many gigs then as I was now. I couldn't have done, I couldn't have renovated this house with the schedule I've got now. No, but no, none of us were. Yeah, right. None of us were as busy but, or as established in the things that we do. I mean, even the idea of, uh, so I guess what we're getting to is the point that we've organised a reunion gig for January 5. Mm. And, you know, we talked about that two and a half months ago. And uh, just the the admin to try and work out what are we going to play uh, when, well, like I was like, it's a lot of work just to do a band that's already got songs, let alone a band who wants to uh-huh. do new stuff. Uh, and there's a, there is an element of like how much, when it's five people, how much of it is one person just arbitrarily making decisions to get the shit done and then how much of it is like do we consult with each other? And, of course, when you, like even, like I'm in communication with the venue, um, even though Matt Roms has put me in touch with the venue chapel off chapel because mm. he has the contact, but he's overseas. Mm. So, um, but even that, just the back and forth emailing and stuff and like, it just takes a lot of time. Indeed. And then making decisions like, so how much is the ticket going to be? And, you know, because you've got to factor in costs and venue hire and whew, stuff. Anyway. <sighs> Someone has to drive the Jeep. Someone has to be the general. Yeah, I guess so. Well, someone has to be the driver. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And very much there's, uh, there's this kind of thing too, I feel like is a... Uh, I mean, I don't see why not, because this is how my brain works anyway. I don't see why this can't continue to be a growing concern, a going concern, like it's a growing concern as well. But, you know... <laughs> um, it's a growing concern that you want it to be a going concern. <laughs> but the idea of, well, there's lots of songs and, and now that we know, now that we've had that experience of putting something aside that we did really enjoy and did see the value of doing, you know, why why don't we continue to try to do it in some way or another? We can send, uh, we can do a drum track and then send Matt Robinson something to, to sing over. He's got that facility to do that. We yep. can do that nowadays. And I think back, back then it was like, oh, that's, that was hard to envision yeah. that being possible. 
So we could potentially do And it was possible then, but it's easy now. Yeah. Um, and it's also just how we do everything else. I mean, you and I could theoretically do this podcast a lot more easily from our own homes of just course. over Skype and get it. And then, you know, by the time I were to drive home from here, it would be uploaded. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've dedicated to do it face to face. But I think with, a, with something like the band... Uh, and also, I imagine too, if we can get the other guys to step up and be more involved with stuff, because you know, there's, as you said, there's the generals, and then there's the people who are like, I'm just happy to be part of something that I really like. Um, oh, I was going to say cannon fodder, but that's probably not the right. <laughs> like someone like say like Richie traditionally, I like I use that word because that's a bit of an in joke, but um, he, you know, he's he's the drummer and he's. He's such an important part of doing a gig with a drummer. Uh, yet, and um, of our sound. Yeah, yeah. He, he really is intrinsic musician. to yeah. the way those songs came together. Oh, absolutely. Um, but nowadays, there is a facility for him to be more involved in the respect of, hey, you know, you're a bit of a gun with video. Do you, do you want to put some promo together? Which is like, do. Uh, lyric videos or something whereas maybe 15 years ago I was like well what could Richie do mm. you, know, there's, you know in the scheme of what does the band do yep um, so there's now more scope for people to be involved in the band to play a role uh, and also yeah I think I'm not saying that well here's what I'm saying is that we could do this gig and then a, we could not do another gig for a year maybe until Robbo's in town but we can still put some music out and do do some stuff and then you know when Roman comes back to town do a gig okay. um, and I like the idea of that because I think um, as I get older uh, paying paying tribute to where I've come from is really important to me yeah yeah and those re- those enduring relationships are really important so and those people that you said those same people used to come to our gigs and support us They'll be there. Mm. And they've been there for all of our other stuff too. And mm-hmm. the reality is, is that, um, you know, without them, we'd just be playing to, to ourselves. Mm. Uh, so it's almost uh, worth it just to go, hey, remember that thing we all used to do? Like we'd yeah. make the noise and you'd come along. Let's do it again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that part of it. Yeah. yeah. So do I. I think it's, I think it's awesome. Okay. Mm. Well, I'm excited. Uh, daunted by actually how much work it, it is going to take. Yeah, it is. Because um, they were real songs. They were real songs with real parts. Yeah, yeah. And we're gonna, with lots of changes. and We're going to have to um, lots of harmonies. do a lot of planning. <laughs> well, a lot more planning than I think everyone else thinks. <laughs> Which is why I think Matt Robinson was so sceptical in the beginning and going, I think he was the most clued into how much work it was going to be <laughs> from the initial conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably a little easier for him to be uh, nervous about it as well because of his physical proximity to where the rest of us are. Like, it, thro- yeah. it I'm sure it well, he threw lives, a really he's, sharp he's relief. He's living in the US. Yeah, yeah, really sharp relief for him that, so how is this going to happen when I live in a different country? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so, but, you know, that's why, you know, I put the folder together with the, with the songs that I had. And then if anyone's got anything else to add, let's add them because we're going to need to listen. We're going to need to, yeah. you know, the band's going to need to get together a couple of times before Robo flies in. So, yeah. uh, but that's cool. I'm excited. Yeah. Did we say where it's going to be? Chapel off Chapel. Yeah. Saturday, the 5th of January. Yep. 2019. Yep. Yep. Uh, more details to come because they haven't yet been decided upon. Yeah. It's good. Yes. Yeah. Stuff. I'm excited about it. Good. Good fun. Uh, um, what else have we got? Anything else to talk about? Uh, I booked in recording my next album. So oh, I'm going to need to write it. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> right, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be the 5th of February. I'm going to start recording that. Okay. Oh, look. That's good. I only have to remember two numbers. <laughs> yeah. Five and one Five. and two. Just the fifth of the, and the fifth. Oh, yeah. well, that's one number. Yeah, but it's two separate numbers. How you that's that thing. That? Here's that, that one. I had this argument with someone the other day. I don't argue with people, no, dude. I'm, Come on, I'm, man. I'm a dick. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was around a trivia question of, you know, how many notes are in an octave. And I said, uh, I said 11. You're right. And they're like, no, it's 12. I was like, well, no, because, you know, C and C are the same note. And... Even if you want to say they're a different pitch, that makes them separate, different notes. They're still called the same thing. Ah. So it's the same note. Ah. No, no, it's 12. Right. Well, here's my music degree. <laughs> oh, can I ask, I who, say that, can I ask oh, who the argument was with? Because uh, I- No one that you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, what a shame. Because yeah. I really liked your impression of them. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was a question at a, at a trivia night. Uh, yeah, it was a question in trivia night. And so the argument was with- Were you arguing with the facilitator? Yes. <laughs> it's like, I'm really sorry, but that's not right. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. Did you win the night? Uh, no, lost by one, because they didn't give us that point. Ooh. So I lost by, uh, came even, right? And then went to golden, like golden question. So had I got, yeah, that, yeah. had I been given that you as a character, I said we would just would have won in the first place. Yeah. Who were you there with? Uh, just a bunch of crew. Oh. Yeah. I don't want to single out any names. Okay. I don't want to say what, where it was, just in case, because I want to go back there. Oh, okay. I might be hosting sure a trivia night. I'm sure there's a picture of you on the wall. You're not allowed there anymore. Yes, but it might be true. Uh, you know, host a trivia night. At Podjo's Piano Bar. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good. I'll talk to you to, about that tomorrow. So, yeah, things are, are, are happening. Good. As far as, do you know, which is really good because you would know this, and even if we went back to around this time last year um, and looked at, back at the podcasts, I generally get really flat at the end of a year. I look back. Yeah, you do. You know, I, 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 find, I find it quite difficult to deal with getting a bit older and then looking back at my year and not feeling like I've, had a particularly good year um but uh here's how looking to what you want to have started at the start of the next year like having the inside zero and then booking in some time to record now i don't have time i don't have no time to wallow in how i feel about my year if i feel bad about it which i don't i've had you know i've had lots of great experiences this year but the fact that i've already got things to work towards next year um, means that I, I've actually got to get up early in the morning every day to, to get enough things done to make those things happen, which is really different, I guess. 
Um, and it's not like uh, finishing up a year of study and then go, oh, I've got I've got some you know time off. I'm having a summer holiday and then I'll I'll go back to uni. It's like oh, actually, but effectively, like by the time I go back to school, I've actually got to be ready to go back to school, which means I've already got to have three projects ready. Yeah, sure. Whereas usually when you would go back to school, like I don't have to think about anything. And then all the projects will start, which is why I would usually have trouble. But uh, I think that's really good. I did uh, um, uh, the other podcast I'm doing. That's what Simon Emery said to me. Uh, so his episode comes out tomorrow. But he said, I said, have you learned anything through this process? And one of the things he said was, um, always have, always consider the launch date when you start. So have an eye on the launch, you know, that whenever that thing's going to happen, uh, you have that in mind when you begin your project because otherwise you just kind of meander through and mm-hmm. pick things up. That that would have been such a great piece of advice for my last um, EP as well, though a lot of that went really, really well, given uh, all things considered. Um, but uh, interesting that I've seemed to have been working towards doing that incidentally and then Simon's, Simon's kind of encapsulated that in that phrase for yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just about goal setting, isn't it? I mean, that's... Uh, but, but, I mean, particularly from a chronological standpoint. Yes, yes. Like you've um, just got a date to work towards, like it's your, it's your failure standard. Yeah, it's about having, you know, uh, knowing that you've got dates and deadlines and yeah. things like that. Um, but I think um, with the creative pursuits, at least, um, you can, if you don't know when uh, particular things going to happen, because like I said with the guy that I booked in to do the recording with, I said, so I know now from my last experience that if I don't, book for February to record knowing that November, December are the real busy muso months mm. and that's already turning out to be true given looking at the calendar January is pretty busy that by the time I get through the busy period it'll be February and that's t- time to relax a little bit then if I decided I wanted to record yeah. something new I actually wouldn't be able to book it until maybe May or yep. June and then release couldn't be till September, October at least this, this if I if I book in for February, I can do a June July release because that's how long those things take, and that's what I've learned from that that other experience. I'm only doing that because I can see the CD at the top shelf up there. Yeah, um, yeah, just things just take to take it's on ages. The top shelf ages. CD. It does, it's actually worked out quite well that that's quite obviously my CD just the, from the spine. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of spines yeah. you can't really tell. You're like the, yeah. you're the fireball of my CD collection. Oh, I don't know what that means. It means you top shelf. Oh, you're fireball. Yeah, right. No, you're the Johnny. You're the Johnny Blue. Johnny Blue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. I'm gonna call you that from even now on. Even in the on. day and age of Spotify. Yeah. 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 Still Johnny Blue, even in the day and age of Spotify. Oh, that's a weird. I don't know what happened there. Drinkify. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Surely there's an app for that. Oh, fuck, almost certainly. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. i got nothing else to add except that uh, I'm going to make a concerted effort in the next two months to uh, sell a bunch of shit. <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, from I've that got, room? 
from just every, guitars from and stuff fucking like everywhere, man. Just things that you don't. Would you, and not just sell, just get rid of. I've just got, I've got so much unused stuff in my house, and I mean clothes and yeah. just every. I just need to fucking downsize. Why don't you, Why don't you get the person that you're about to buy a car for to do it, and then you can use that money to buy them a car. Basically, like what having a a, a PA, <laughs> but the PA is going to. She's actually, too busy. Uh, okay, she's way too busy. She's too busy studying to be able to have a job at all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but basically, five days a week doing this course, but uh, the weekends essentially being on call to come in and do performances as well. Jeez. So, I can't actually have a job. So, has no money. Yeah, that's hard. And he's 19. Like, what the fuck are you going to do then? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, I don't remember not having a job, but. Uh, Me either. Yeah. Fuck. I got got my first job as I was walking to my year 12 exams. Yeah, you said that. Yeah. Yeah. And I made a joke because, like, didn't that person think you were going to pass? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I know. That's funny. Um, I haven't I haven't done any studying for a while. I'm about due, I think. No, you're not. I'm due for another degree. <laughs> oh. I need to get my Trivial Pursuit categories. I've only got three. <laughs> Will you stop making the rest of us look bad? Yeah, I'm not making anyone look bad. <sighs> you guys have got way less tertiary education debt than I do. <laughs> How much do you owe? Oh, I don't know. Do you know? No. Really? Oh, I could be... It'd only be, what would it be, 30 grand or something? Okay, 30 was yeah. what I was going to guess. Yeah. It's exactly what I was Because I paid guess. for my music degree up front. Yeah. Um, yeah so I did know- It's all right. We've all paid for your music degree up front. <laughs> <laughs> you poor bastards are still paying for it. Some of them actually have to pay for it in a rehearsal room and then just sit next to me at a gig and others have to pay for it by being at a gig or just, you know, having my videos pop up in your feed. Oh, that guy again. God. Shut up, you. Everyone loves you. Unrelenting. Everyone. Nah, not everyone. But I tell you what, uh, enough people do to make me feel very, very um, comfortable with the fact. No, just that, you know, you put something out and people go, oh, that's really good. And you go, oh, that's nice. Because if I had a dollar for every time I put something out and someone liked it. Oh, you'd have lots of dollars. I'd have a couple. Yeah. Just this week. So, Liz, um, (laughs) uh, my possum injury is coming along quite well. Yeah. I think it's probably time for us to finish up, but I just, I, I, if I can unilaterally decide that we're finishing up. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Like it's going to, there's a scar. Yeah. But it's okay. Yeah. So 20 years ago, I think I said to you this in, it said this to you in, in real life the other day, 20 years ago, I'd have been really, I reckon I'd have been upset. Oh, right. About having a fucking marred face. Do you know why? And now I'm- Because you, you wouldn't know me. Because any ch- any chance anyone gets to point of some fucking scar on their face, I just go, dude, oh, you got no problem at all. Shut up. Um, but now I don't care about stuff. Um, but it did change my approach to the local marsupial population situation when I came home the other night and there was a possum on my fence again. And- Do you want to get your gun license? Because no. I have to get mine. What? Yeah, I farm stuff. Yeah, right. No, I'm not going to fucking shoot them. Aside right, from well, the I'll fact get- that it's a, it's an offence, 
Because they're protected. Well, it was on the face. God bless. Yeah. <laughs> Until it was on my face. Yeah. Surely you're allowed to um, declare self-defense. <laughs> Is that another fence pump? Anyway, no, it wasn't actually. It was on my self-defense. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he stopped and looked at me. Oh, fuck. I don't, Come on, motherfucker. I don't know if it was the same one. No, but the rumours get around. Mm, yeah. They do. Yeah. Uh, the they're, on, they're on the they roof line of the house going, get him, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny. Wait. Johnny Possum. <laughs> okay, good. They're sitting there going, just wait. Just wait a second. He's going to say, go away. And that's that's when you jump on him. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole thing is, I drive into my driveway. There's the side, there's the boundary fence between mine and the property next door. And then there's offence against which my car butts up and that runs along to a sort of a brick wall thing which goes up at an angle to the roof line of my house so the possum was on the side fence and then it was on the fence directly in front of my car and that's when i got out and looked at it and it looked at me so we had we had a moment together i love it but i was legitimately wary this time and like Keeping, keeping my distance. And I didn't tell it to go away. Uh, I just fucking watched it. Sure what? You and I watched it run along the fence and along the brick wall, which was where it jumped off at my head last time, and onto the roof of my house. And just, I just fucking watched it. Can you put possum spikes or something on it? Like broken bottles, like, like uh, in Belfast? Uh, I was going to do... <laughs> uh, it, was one of my, it was one of the things I was going to do yesterday. So, I used to have... Along that bit of brick wall, there used to be, uh, when the possum man came and said, it's not possums, it's rats in your roof. And then it turned out to be possums because of the dead maggot fly story. Um, He put, it's like a little plastic, bit of plastic trellis with little kind of spikes at an angle. Well, I watched a possum just sort of run across the top of those things one night. So, okay, they're no good. So I was going to build- What about electric? Stop it. I'm not, I'm not even joking. Well, I am you joking. Could, you could put an electric fence around the um, the line of your ha- house, roof line of your house. Thanks, man. Come on, man. You're going to think outside the box? I'm, I'll help you do it. I'm not going to set it up. I'm not going to rig up an electric possum fence. Why not? Because anyway, <laughs> do you know, it costs. <laughs> yes. So my energy, my home energy supplier. Uh, I get a weekly, not a weekly bill, but they send me a little thing saying, this week you spent dot, dot, dot. Uh, The week I was in Bali, I got the, so usually it comes in and it says, this week you spent $19. Yes. Click here to see how. The week I was away, this week you spent $17. Yeah. Yeah. So my house costs $17 a a week to run, even when I'm not here. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's the fridge. Fridge freezer. Yeah. Yeah. Standbys. Computer. Yeah. But I, I don't have any standbys. I have I have eco Fridges switches. Are Fridges are really expensive. Yeah. Well, the, but there's not much. There's not much that stays on in my house constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's supply, though. The supply charge is, yeah. is a flat rate. That's usually the base yeah, rate. Yeah, I wonder I, I, I wonder what that is. It was, only, it was only the other day that that came, or like three days ago that came in. Yeah, um, I told you I got the water usage at my. No, what? Uh yeah, I got I got a my first water bill. Right. Uh, my, when I say my first one, my first water bill since having a second person living in the house. 
<laughs> oh. Bear in mind, it wasn't for the full month that that bill was, uh, that, but it was almost twice as much. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. As in, you use twice as much water? Yes. Okay. Is that, that, surely Tom Jones, that's not unusual. <laughs> no, I would, I would assume it would be about twice as much. Yeah. I think that's a fair assumption. Yeah. There's two of you. Yes. What's the point of this conversation? <laughs> what are well, you trying to say? Well, I'm waiting to, well, what I'm saying is I got my first bill and it was only like about half the month, like that I got mm. charged for. Mm. So the next bill will be a full bill mm. of two people. Mm. And I think that will be more. I, I think it'll be more than half. Ah. I predict. I, I predict. Okay. Yes. Yeah, right. So that'll be funny. I like the phrase, a full bull, a full bill of two people. <laughs> hey, speaking, it's hard to say. Speaking of phrases, apparently. I got a few things before we before we go. Amy phrases? Uh, no. But you know how in the last podcast I read out, just do do some random things. Things people say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I found your notes, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. What notes? The notes that you made for the other night. Oh, just, okay. That you clearly scribbled just before we started recording. Really? Which was people say, I'm wearing bare feet. Ah, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. wearing bare feet. Yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, point to an employee at a pet shop and say, I want that one, mum. That's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, uh, you'll like this one. You'll really like this one. Fill a bucket with bouncy balls and then dump them down a stairwell with people in it and yell, my balls. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Why will I like that? Because you like shouty things like that. <laughs> ah, okay. Go in the middle of a crowd and call out random names and see who replies. Yeah, that's good. I feel I feel like I hear people say Dom all the time, but really they're just saying mum in a supermarket. Mum! Oh, yeah. Mum! Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I don't often register the first syllable or word in, in a phrase. So mum and Dom sound the same because I don't hear the dirt or the mum. Uh, place a walkie-talkie in your mailbox and scream at everyone who walks by. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Yeah. yeah. Buy an ice cream, ask the cashier if they believe in unicorns, then squish the goat. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's funny you say that, because I was about to say all of these things you're doing are victimless crimes. And then That's you said, funny. squish a cornetto on someone's head. I know, on your own. Oh, I, oh, on your own. Yeah, not on them. Oh, yeah, yeah that would be okay. abuse. That would be uh, a, uh, a, a thing. Uh, five years ago, it wouldn't have been a thing. Five years ago, it might have got you smacked in the face in yeah. return, but, but it wouldn't now, have got a uh, fucking assault charge against you. Anyway, it's a whole other, other episode. Uh, yell out, hey, you with the pants on, and see who, who turns around. There you go. <laughs> I love those things. They're funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're I'll funny. read some more next week. Okay, great. I look yeah. forward to that. What's we? Um, what's the segment called? I don't know. Stuff people say. Say stuff to people. Say stuff to people. You'll right. come. You'll come I'll, up with something. I'll have to workshop that. that. Yeah, <laughs> something better than that. <laughs> All right. Saying stuff to people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't actually. I don't, I don't mind that. And then maybe what will happen that. is we'll end up bringing things in that we've said to people in our real lives. Because I imagine we both say funny stuff to people. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a little bit like what's your worst habit. 
I think it's only other people who can tell you the answer to that. Ah, uh, right. Uh, What's your worst habit? No, nah, we'll save it. Finishing pe- Oh. <laughs> ah, good. Yeah. All right. All right. Slide of biscuits? Oh, it's a cracker. <laughs> Get out of here.